1: All right, guys, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Of course, in the studio, as always, we got Smitty and Breezy. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, y'all? And then, of course, we got Hot Rods and Happy Hour financial analyst slash numbers guru, Richard Hoskins, the professor himself.
2: What's happening, Sweet Lips, Tennessee?
1: Sounds like a nice town.
2: Sounds like a good place to spend a weekend.
1: That's what I'm saying.
2: Sounds like a great weekend.
1: I love it. I'll tell you what else I love. Burt Reynolds Movies. I love Burt Reynolds anything. You just like him because he played for FSU.
3: That's it. Graduated, well, honorary doctorate from FSU. Honorary. But, hey, it don't matter. You have to be awesome to get an honorary doctorate.
2: Exactly.
1: He is awesome. I will agree with you that FSU still sucks, but Burt Reynolds is awesome. You know. (laughs) Burt Reynolds is a cool guy. You know, we, we actually lost him last week. I mean, everybody knows that. But uh, I figure, you know what? We're going to dedicate a show to Bert and talk about all the cool rides and cool cars and the movies he done, some of the cool car stuff that Bert did, and a little bit about Bert that I bet you didn't even know. I learned things about Burt Reynolds, and I consider myself a bit of a Burt Reynolds fan. I, I learned a couple of things myself. That's what I'm screaming. Richie, you ready? I'm ready, now. I tell you, you know, well, you got to think about Bert. and some of the interesting things was... He was an ad, an athlete in college. Yes, he football, was football. Two seasons. Halfback, right? I think so. That's and I mean I, and I, mean, I didn't know that. I, mean, I knew he did stunts and stuff, and I knew he was in the longest yard, both of them. But he did play college football.
3: I mean, he was a huge but, football fan.
1: But it also what that's what sent him to the movies because he blew his knee out.
3: Yep. Took a what'd you say, Richard? Two seasons of. Uh... I mean, two semesters of uh, acting while his knee was healing. Yeah, and then became Burt Reynolds. Hey,
1: well, he was technically Burt Reynolds before well, that. Yeah, but I mean, it, it yeah, but and he, you never notice he don't have a star name. He was born Burt Reynolds. Well, his star name is the Burt Reynolds. The Burt Reynolds. But I mean, that's that is so cool. I mean, like that's that's like really cool, and you know, Strucker Ace and Boogie Nights, and, and all these great movies. Cannonball Run, and Smokey and the Bandit, of course, which is is even worth mentioning because everybody knows it. But, I mean, these were great car movies because he was a car guy, and he kept a lot of cool things from these movies, too. Like the canoe that they had in Deliverance. Do you realize that they just sold that thing like two years ago?
3: Yeah, it was two years ago.
1: A I canoe. Don't,
3: I don't see why he kept that. I would not want to remember that movie, Period.
1: <laughs> I mean that movie. That movie made him a lot of money, though. I mean, it
3: did. But
1: yeah, uh, poor Ned Beatty. Uh, poor, poor guy. Uh,
3: <laughs>
2: we squeal like a pig.
1: <laughs> but, but I mean, so like that, and he had Transams for days.
3: Yeah, he had a Transam every year, didn't he? Yeah, well, he, GM gave him a Transam every year. He only
4: took advantage of it for five years, though.
1: Well, they're, I mean, there again. I mean, yeah. still pretty nice. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, he had an eighty turbo. Trans Am, right. It was a pace car, wasn't it?
2: Um, I don't think so. I think the pace cars were silver, weren't
1: they? Yeah, it was the, wasn't it white?
2: Yeah, it was white. That's right. Um, They were white with a silver Eagle graphic, but different Firebird on the hood. Uh, Like, it went on the hood and then down the fenders and, like, leveled off the body line and went to the back.
1: So that car sold at Bear Jackson. Like, it was a real low-mile car and everything.
2: Yeah, the uh the promo car from Smoking the Bandit 1 sold for what? Like $600,000 or something? Well, it was yeah. uh
1: 450.
2: 450. dollars
1: four, four, give me 450.
2: Yeah. That's got to be a record for a Pontiac Trans Am. It's Although,
1: I won't tell you something, in recent in the last couple years, the Trans Ams and even the Camaros have gone insane in value. I mean, I remember when you could buy nice Trans Ams, 7778 Trans Ams all day long. Five, six grand, you're buying decent cars. Yeah. Now, five, six grand won't even buy you a hull. Uh,
2: Five, six grand will buy you a rust bucket parts car.
1: Five, six grand, you can buy a 76 Firebird (laughs) with no motor in it. But, I mean, that's, I mean, I mean, that's just, that's crazy, man. All right, Richard, I got one for you while we're talking Trans Am's. Hit me. Smokey and the Bandit Three. Yeah. Bert wasn't in it. Nah, well, he he cameoed. He uh, cameoed the movie that he made. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he made people want to watch it still. The worst Trans Am ever, probably.
2: Um. Well, you and I are the same age, and I think we're all pretty close. I mean, I still think the 82s are cool or 83 or whatever it was. Um, I had an 88. I mean, it's the third gen, uh, the special. Pl- it's kind of like the C4 Corvette of Trans Am's.
1: I don't know about C4 Corvette <laughs> now. We're putting this up on a pedestal now, Richard. I mean, it, they were they were lackluster at best.
2: Well, everything was
1: then, though. Yeah, I mean, you got a point there a little bit, but it just wasn't the same. You know what I mean? Screaming Eagle on the hood, black and gold, all that, but I mean, I mean and, it, and that whole movie wasn't the same because you had Jerry Reed in the driver's seat. Jerry Reed needs to be in the truck. I still yeah. like it. I like the movie. Oh, I like it because you have to, because you're a smokey and the bandit fan. Burt Reynolds laid the groundwork for that.
3: Yeah.
1: You're watching it for the love of Burt.
3: That is true.
1: And that Jerry. Reed.
3: True. And Jerry.
1: But yeah, think about it. we've lost all these cool people that are in these movies. Yeah. You know? How about old how about old, uh Jim Neighbors that was in Strucker Ace with him? Like, yes, we're sir. gonna talk about all this stuff here in a little bit. But I mean like I mean we've lost all these cool guys from these movies, you know? I mean, You know, Hal Needham, you know? Yeah. He's in bad shape. He's looking rough. Hal Needham, which was the director of Cannonball Run, Hooper, Smoking the Bandit. I mean, he's he's the man.
3: Yeah.
1: I mean, and that's another really, really cool thing about Hal Needham and him working together is he took roles from Hal Needham, Burt Reynolds did, that were really not good career moves for him. Yeah. And he turned down big roles to do how needham movies. And How Needham was like a small time was a small time guy then. I mean, he was, you know, taking a risk from way back. Yep. But they just worked good together.
2: He was fiercely loyal.
1: Extremely loyal to How Needham. And uh and I think that's I think that's the cool thing though. Uh lots of cool stuff. We've got a great calling guest. You oh, guys yeah. definitely oh. don't want to miss. We got old Arnie Thoman. And Arnie is a fellow Vin with me. And uh Of course, he's he's raced the twenty nine oh four, aka the Cannonball Run. He's done that before, but he's also got a Bandit Trans Am, and this dude right here, he's he takes Smokey and the Bandit and Burt Reynolds to that next level, to the point of dressing like Burt. I mean, don't get me wrong; I'd like to have a red Trans Am jacket just as much as the next next guy. Yeah, but that's where I draw the line. I can't do the mustache.
3: The mustache just kills me,
2: dude. I can't. I
1: can't. I can't do. Richard, you ever thought about growing a mustache like that?
2: I can't do the mustache.
1: I'm like, physically yeah. unable.
2: <laughs> I'm going to look like something that got run over on 385 if I try to throw that on my face.
1: Richard, is that a dead squirrel on your lip or are you acting like Burt Reynolds?
2: I might as well put a dead squirrel on my lip.
1: How about, how about a Stetson? You could pull Stetson off.
2: I have Stetsons.
1: You do? Really? Yeah. I Not collect, surprising. I collected them when I was a kid. Really?
3: Really. That's true.
2: I've the about things animals. you learn.
1: Yeah.
3: That's We're learning awesome. about Burt Reynolds Thank you. And Richard,
1: if you come in with a brown Stetson and boots on next week, you get like bonus points. Don't tempt me. <laughs> well, come, we need to put a gold bird on the hood of that Caddy.
2: No, yeah, we'll put it on the put it on the Daytona. I'll take the T-tops off.
1: Oh lord. Getting He's nice, bounding it down.
2: Nice young Sally Fields. Rod with me.
1: <laughs> you know, they said Sally <laughs> Fields was the love of his life.
4: Yeah, they were together a long time. Yeah. Very long time, but Sally she refused Fitz. every one of his repu- proposals.
1: Can you blame her? It's Burt Reynolds. Yeah, I know. I mean, this guy. Do you realize how hot he was back in the day? Mm-hmm. I mean, why did he even waste time putting pants on a bit?
4: Well, y'all were talking about his mustache. He actually got inducted into the Mustache Hall of Fame.
1: I didn't even know there was such.
4: Yes, he was the second person to get inducted into the Mustache Hall of Fame. The inaugural year of the Mustache Hall. Who of Fame. Who was
3: first? I do not know. Ron Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> it better have
2: been like Colonel Sanders or somebody. I mean, you're talking about Burt Reynolds.
1: Well, I mean, Burt Reynolds. I mean, the mustache man, I think he looks funny without a mustache.
2: It doesn't look right.
1: It is like he's missing something.
2: Striker yeah, Ace didn't have the mustache, did he?
1: Who not? Yes, yes, he very much had a mustache. Did he? I tell you what else we got. We got a commercial break coming up, guys. Guys, we're talking Burt Reynolds right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour on 1063 W O R D. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts, Smitty, Breezy. What's, What's up, Rob? And then, of course, you can't have Hot Rods and Happy Hour without the Professor himself, oh. Richard Hoskins.
2: What is happening, in Buttsville, New Jersey?
1: Where in the hell do you find these names?
2: Ah, uh, I've got a, I've got a muse. <laughs>
1: I'm going <laughs> back to sleep. I'm amused. <laughs> all right, so we're talking all about Burt Reynolds, but this is this is hot rods and happy hour. This ain't like movies and malts. <laughs> movies, and
3: movies, and malts.
1: movies and martinis. Movies and martinis. So this is hot rods and happy hour. But you know what? He was in some darn good car movies. Kick it off first with Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, Smokey. Great. This movie was filmed in 1976. And they actually took 76 Transams and updated them to 77s because they couldn't even get enough 77s to do it. Right, Richard?
2: That's pretty bad, man, when Smokey and the Bandit can't get a 77 Transam.
1: Well, they found him in 76. Well, yeah, yeah, I know.
4: But. And they weren't technically Smokey and the Bandit yet. That's yeah. true,
1: that's true. They well, haven't... that and another thing, you know, How Needham was kind of a, I mean, he wasn't Steven Spielberg by any stretch of the imagination. Not yet. And another thing about this, too, is like even the transit weren't even black. Like they were like one red one and one silver one or something like that.
2: Yeah, I'd heard that before. Uh, Yeah. And uh, didn't they put
1: small blocks on them? Well, now the one that had a jump car, the one that did the jump had a hot small block Chevrolet in it because that 403 Corporation motor would never. Ever
2: that jump would have been jump. a lot more entertaining. Yeah,
1: it would have been more like the Chrysler cop cars that got stuck in the ditch. You <laughs> know, it would have been like
2: definitely
4: wouldn't been movie magic.
1: No, 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 no. You would need some CGI or something like that going on. You need to be calling up Robert Zemeckis and maybe Steven Spielberg, his buddy, to help you with that oh, jump. They're
4: yeah. like, hey, can we borrow your green screen?
1: Yeah, really? I don't think they had <laughs> green screens in seventy 70s. Use
4: puppets with strings. <laughs>
1: Oh, like the old uh,
3: UFO movies where they had them tied to the fishing strings. <laughs> they, they'll, 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 have, they'll, have, they'll,
1: they'll have a Trans Am dangling from a fishing string. <laughs> Little <laughs> doll
4: of Bert hanging out of
3: it.
1: <laughs> but oh, frog. But but I mean, but so I mean, but this movie was epic though. I mean, mailboxes that got knocked down. You had Jackie Gleason in. it I mean, how many police cars got demolished in this movie?
2: They were mostly Pontiacs, too, weren't they? Well,
1: there was a lot of Pontiacs and had a lot of Plymouths, too. Yeah, uh,
2: I think that's just because
3: most police cars back then were Plymouths.
1: Yeah, well, yeah.
3: You know. And plus, the world ain't missing any Pontiacs hey, hey. or Plymouths.
1: Well, the Pontiac Parisians and what were, the, what were the Monaco's and... Yeah, Monaco's
3: and Furies.
1: Yeah, and Furies. I mean, so really, no big loss there, especially in the crew cabs. I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, that, that was... Just a great car guy movie. I'll tell you another interesting fact about Smoking in a Bad. Do you realize that entire movie was filmed just like within a 30 mile radius of Atlanta, Georgia?
4: Yeah, yeah. some of it was filmed at um, Burt Reynolds Ranch that he owned that used to be a petting zoo.
1: Right. Well, I mean, but the thing that's crazy about it is, I mean, they went across like, what, five states mm-hmm. and they filmed it in one?
3: <laughs> yeah, it went from Texas, Texarkana, Texas, Texas to Jonesboro, Georgia.
1: Yeah. But, yeah, in the movie. Yeah, but technically, yeah. it was all filmed right there around Jonesboro, Georgia. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, you know, like, they took towns and put the signs up and all this stuff, but it was all filmed right there, just right outside of Atlanta, which is nuts. Yeah. a Very small budget on this movie, too. This wasn't no big blockbuster budget uh-huh. or anything like that. How Nathan was kind of, had the shoestring budget going. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It was
4: a small budget, but it ended up being the second highest grossing movie that year, and the only thing that beat it out was Star Wars.
1: And that's the thing. Now, I mean, you know, if you got beat out by, you know, Harry and the Hendersons or something, that's one thing. But you got beat out by Star Star Wars. Wars. Exactly. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, You know what I'm saying?
3: I mean. I've seen seen Smokey and Abandon a whole lot more than I've seen Star Wars.
1: I have never seen Star Wars all the way through. I ain't neither. I've seen Spaceballs. Fat I Kills. Saying, oh,
3: yeah. I love Spaceballs.
1: Star Wars? Candette. Same, no. Same thing. Same thing. Candidate. Mel Brooks Balls, made the only sci-fi movie I will ever yeah, watch. Yeah, When I seen a Winnebago with wings on it, I oh, was yeah. in.
3: Yeah, you knew it had to be something epic.
1: But, I mean, and another cool thing about Smokey and the Bandit was, like I said, the Jackie Gleason scenes. And then, of course, had Sally Field back when she was hot. Like fire. Yeah. Sally Fields is always hot. Uh, she does these commercials now. You know what? What's that, for the old people stuff, like for the arthritis medicine or something like that. Uh, yeah, Sally ain't hitting on a whole lot now. I mean, of course, there again. She's
3: got to be 127
1: by now, at least. But she's, you know what I'm saying? Like she's, she's out there now. Well, she's, she's somebody's great grandmama. This is true. Now, this back true. in '76, you know what I'm saying? Well, oh, Carrie could have got it. She, she's a good-looking <laughs> girl. But the uh, That was just an epic movie, dude. So many, so, I mean, I love the lines. And i tell you what's even funnier is the movie was extremely edited. So if you ever watched the TV version of it, almost every other word Jackie Gleason said got cut out and replaced. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you a really interesting fact. Okay, the guy that voiced Fred Flintstone mm-hmm. did the voiceovers for Jackie Gleason in, like, the TBS version. Really? You can hear it. it. You can hear it. Oh, you yeah. can tell it night and day. I mean, it's like I did it. But, but I mean, it's like you scum bum. I mean, just like no, to me, bun. that sounds worse than what he was saying. <laughs> I mean, I mean that like, ooh, what's that? You know?
3: I hate stuff like that, dude. That it makes is. the that makes the mo- the movie a whole different level of awful.
1: Like, I mean, I don't want it to explain what it is to my kids. They automatically know what the bad one is. Yeah. You know, I mean,
4: mm-hmm. or even don't pay attention to it when it said normal.
1: Exactly. The. Uh, Another another funny thing, if you ever notice a door on Jackie Gleason's police car, uh-huh. you ever notice it's blurred out? Yeah. Yeah. You know why? Why? Because they don't say Texarkana, Texas on the door. Ah. Yeah, that was a mess up. And they just kind of kept rolling with it. I and the Trans Am, like, you notice, like, remember when it hit the mailboxes? It had 76 wheels on it. Didn't have the didn't have the snowflake wheels on it. When it hit the mailboxes, remember that one, Richard.
2: I did not know that, but I know what I'm doing when I get home.
1: You <laughs> did. When, when it hits the mail, like when it's going down the road. I know, I know the scene you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. just before, just before, it's got a beautiful three quarter shot, and you can see those snowflakes just a- spinning with the white letter Goodyears on it. Then next thing you know, it hits the grass, and then it shows that side shot, and it's got the seventy six five spoke wheels on it.
4: That's crazy.
1: Can you imagine bringing that Trans Am back and they, and they fixed that car and used it again like two days later? Because like like I said, they only had three. They had a hero car, and they had those 276, and that's it. And uh, one of them, you know, got totally demolished in the jump. And, I mean, it was toast. There was nothing left of it. But they actually had a local engine builder right there in Georgia build a hot small block Chevrolet for the jump car to where it would make that jump. And there's several videos on YouTube that show the filming locations everywhere for Smoking and the Bandit. Very, very cool. Very some of the stuff is still there.
4: That's pretty cool. So you could like do like a tour.
1: Yeah. Of and it. and these guys like they, they put the scene from the movie and they put the scene where they're at now and you can see like light poles and things, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. in the same exact spot. Really cool. I tell you what's Knuckles, these commercial breaks. Richard, why do you keep letting these guys come back?
2: It's Patrick, man. He's over here. I'm nice. like, hey man,
1: just hold off, right? That's what I'm saying. I'm gonna blame it on Patrick. I tell you what, guys, we're talking Burt Reynolds and all the cool car movies he did right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. All right, guys, welcome to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts, your host with the most. And of course in the studio we got Smitty and Breezy. Hey y'all. What's happening? And that's right, guys. And of course, always Richard Hoskins, Hot Rods and Happy Hour, financial analyst slash numbers guru, the professor himself.
2: What is happening, Brohard, West Virginia?
1: I tell you what, guys. I don't know about West Virginia, but I know the coolest guy in the Windy City. Who's that? That's Mr. Arnie Toman, and we got him on the line right here. Now, we're talking about Burt Reynolds. This guy right here, he even looks like Burt, and he's got a bandit Trans Am to boot. And Arnie, welcome to the show, bud. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Rob. That's what I'm saying. So, man, I'm going to tell you something. And, and, you know, I've never got to meet you personally, obviously. We're in the Wicky family, so we're all, we're all like... Six Ways from Ed is like that that's game. Right. But <clears throat> the thing that's really cool is, you know, following you on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that is how passionate you are. I mean, you don't have just a black and gold Trans I'm like, you live the lifestyle of that thing.
0: Yeah. No, you know, I tend to uh, I tend to get into character and kind of go over the top with everything, uh, mainly to entertain myself. Um, <laughs> well,
1: hey, you know, that's all that matters.
0: And, and others. But, um, yeah, so I got this 78 Trans Am, T-Tops, LS3 Swap, 6-speed. It's, uh, it's a pretty serious car, 5x550 five horsepower. So It's definitely, it, definitely, rep, def- rowdy.
1: definitely a lot better than that Corporation 403.
0: Yeah, I, I would say so.
1: Way better. Way better. I love that Trans Am. But, do you, do you realize, I mean, like we're talking about Burt Reynolds this week on Hot Rods and Happy Hour, how that car from one movie became so iconic. That instantly anybody recognizes that car, even remotely. Oh, yeah, in the, even remotely in that genre. I mean, I'm talking about that '76 through '80 TA. They they instantly think it's a Bandit car.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. It was interesting about the Bandit is it spans like anyone from like 30 to 70 years old, like loves this car,
1: or anybody that's got TBS because they show that movie about four <laughs> times a month. <laughs>
0: But so pretty, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty much if you're a car guy, like that's, it's hot.
1: Well, and it is, but I mean, I'll be honest with you. If you're a car guy, Burt Reynolds is in a lot of your favorite movies.
0: Oh yeah. Cannonball.
1: Stroker. The
0: Ace. Movies. Oh yeah.
1: Stroker. Ace has always been near and dear to my heart.
0: Yeah. Another, another good one. He's always, uh, he's always been a car guy.
1: Well, and, and that's the thing, but I mean, Burt Reynolds and, and you know, a lot of people and I think like Norm MacDonald, how he, he did his impersonation of Burt Reynolds, you know, obviously when they're doing Celebrity Jeopardy and all that, he actually brought the spotlight back to Burt. Like people that really didn't know who Burt Reynolds was, they got him looking for him, so he got a whole new crowd of followers.
0: Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed Norm MacDonald's uh, take on uh, on
1: Bert's Favorite line from Smokey and the Bandit.
0: Um hmm. That's uh, that's that's a good one.
1: Uh, I I really don't have a favorite line. Uh my favorite one that he did even say is uh, when Big Enos and Little Enos Burdette come walking up to him and he's slaying back in that hammock, half asleep, and he goes, "Daddy, ain't it funny that an out of work bum and a celebrity look a lot alike?" <laughs> I love that. That 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 for some reason that one line catches me every time. That movie that movie just had so many good lines, and of course you had Jackie Gleason, which is, you know, star power like no other in it. But I mean, Burt Reynolds really knocked it out of the park with that. And I mean, and I, I've never met anyone that didn't like this movie. No, it uh, yeah, it's
0: just one of those movies, kind of like the, blue, the to me, Blues Brothers and and, Smokey and the Bandit.
1: Now Blues Brothers, and that's a whole other realm of awesome. I'm a huge Dan Aykroyd fan, huge Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd fan, and I love Blues Brothers. I'm ashamed to admit the YouTube documentaries I have watched on the Blues Brothers.
0: Yeah, that's another, and it's another one, and it's another character that I look uh, very, very you've much got, like.
1: You've got the uh, what's a Buick police car in it?
0: No, it's a '74 Dodge Monaco.
1: That's right, that's right. It is a Dodge Monaco. It's yeah. got cop shocks and cop brakes. Yes, it's got all that. I love it, man. I love it. So, you know, and like you did a really neat write-up, and you you sent me the link to it. And uh, we're definitely going to post this on the Hot Rods and Happy Hour page because I want everybody to read it because it's really neat what you wrote about it. Kind of kind of sum it up for us, like you were talking about Burt and, and what he means to, to all the generations and the people that are fans of his movies and things like that.
0: Well, Burt, what's funny is I didn't, you know, I've always, I've been a, a Burt Reynolds fan you know, yeah, I knew that, but it wasn't until he died. You know, I, I knew it was coming, but uh, it wasn't until he died that it really kind of hit me that like everything that I do and everything that I think about and want to be involved in, like Burt Reynolds is, you know, an influence on it. It's from I do a lot of the like, Cannonball New York to L.A. stuff. You know, he was in the Cannonball Run movies. Uh, my band at Trans Am, I mean, like, everything that's near and dear to my heart, like, I'm trying to be Burt Reynolds, and I I guess I really didn't uh, put that all together until he died. But, you know, the article just talks about kind of how he, you know, usually as a car guy, you're interested in, you know, automotive journalists and and that kind of thing, but like an actor, like the way, like, man and machine, you know, it's just... You know, the, the Trans Am is an awesome car, but you put Burt Reynolds in it, I mean, it's just to a whole nother level. I, I don't think that this this is a good looking car, but if it wasn't for smoking the bandit, you know, not everybody from, you know, 30 to 70 years old would be dreaming of this car.
1: Very true. He's Very in, true. His magic. I mean, and that's the thing. Who's going to fill this guy's shoes? I mean, there's. I mean, I've thought about this, you know, and, you know, like the Fast and Furious movies, and I'm not trying to compare apples and oranges here, but, but I mean, like these guys, yeah, they like cars, you know, and they're, and they kind of, you know, got the macho part a little bit and all that, but Vin Diesel is not Burt Reynolds. You see where I'm getting at? Like, there's, there's nobody that can fill these shoes, in my opinion. No,
0: no, there really isn't.
1: And, and that's a little sad because, I mean... You know the, the 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 macho, cool guy. I mean, he was. He's like the southern cool guy. Yeah, you know, he played that role yeah. so well. And there's so much about Burton we're actually talking about on the show this week. So you definitely want to stay tuned to that. But but I mean, just all kinds of neat things about this guy. I mean, played for FSU, and I mean, did a lot of his own stunts. I mean, it's, there's a lot of really neat things about this guy.
0: Yeah, no, he's like a man's man and a car guy's car guy. And to me, he, he kind of represents, like, the end of an era, right? You know, we've are we're got all these snowflakes out there. They're worried about, uh, you know, being offended by this. Day. I mean, they're just looking to be offended. And, like, to me, like, Burt Reynolds.
1: And Burt was Annabelle, looking to offend them.
0: Yes, exactly. You know, but he could pull it off. So, um, yeah, it's just it's – just, uh, to me, yeah, he just he reminds me of like the great American adventure, you know, a pioneer doing the cannonball, and you know, just being this outlaw. That he's like this lovable outlaw. He does a lot of stuff to piss people off, but it's like you can't be mad at this guy.
1: No, you can't. Well, and I mean, it's like that's the thing that I love about Burt Reynolds is he can be. Technically, the bad guy. I mean, if you look at the premise behind Smokey and the Bandit, this guy's reckless driving. I mean, do you realize it would be protests in the streets if they released Smokey and the Bandit today? Oh yeah, and and he was a local folk hero in the movie, and and pretty much it took a, a life of its own outside of the movie like that. And of course, Snowman Jerry Reed can't forget about him either.
0: Yeah, no, they made a they made a good team. <laughs>
1: But And that's the thing that's really cool about just those movies. And, I mean, and I say this so much, and I got a feeling you're going to say the same thing. You know, I, you were close to your father, and I'm extremely close to mine. I joke with my dad every day. I tell him I'm turning into my old man because nothing is the same like it used to be.
0: No, no, I feel like we're kind of in the, uh, the last hurrah of what, uh, what we know to be an American.
1: Exactly. Exactly, I think you hit the nail on the head there, for sure. Because it, it is; it's totally different. You know, I mean, I don't, it's, there's so many things now that and you're talking about. Just, I mean, the world just the world. I don't think I think the world would explode with another Burt Reynolds in it.
0: <laughs> That's true, and you know, for for us, Rob, you know, we're at the age where we caught the very tail end of kind of like how our parents grew up. You know.
1: Such exactly. Street exactly.
0: Street racing and and kind of like when you can get away with stuff, you know. Nowadays,
1: yeah. Boring. Next thing you know, you're on the news. Yeah, I'm telling you, Arnie, man, it's been great talking with you, brother. I tell you what, we got to cut for a commercial break. Love having you on there. We're definitely going to get you back on soon. I want to talk about the twenty nine oh four. We're going to get you and Ed on at the same time. Talking about that okay. for sure. Sounds good. Hey, brother, you take care. Thank you for coming in. Guys, stay tuned. We got a lot more Hot Rods and Happy Hour. All right, guys, welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. Smitty and Breezy. What's going on, Rob? What's up? And, of course, we got the professor himself, Mr. Richie
2: Hoskins. Easy. Uh, In the spirit of the man himself, what is happening, and condolences to our brothers and sisters in Jupiter, Florida.
1: That's right. That was the place that... Bert called home. That's it. Talk about! I tell you what. Speaking of Bert, which Hot Rods and Happy Hour's next best thing was our calling. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Arne. Hey, he's a cool
3: guy. I like Arnie. Anybody that dresses up like Bert Reynolds is all right by me.
1: And got a nice mustache on him. Like I mean, quality.
3: You can't dress up without like Bert without the mustache, and it can't be fake.
1: I have mustache envy. Yeah. Like, I'm a little peanut butter and jelly over that mustache.
3: Well, he can he can
1: keep it because, I
3: mean, I just can't do it.
1: I think you'd look good in Stetson.
3: Mm, Stetson, maybe, mustache, might have to put not. a little
1: notch in the back for your ponytail, but you know. Maybe. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure something out. I always hate going on the ponytail. Get you, get you a 10 gallon hat so you can put your ponytail up in it.
3: <laughs> really, man? I'm just ponytail saying. Ponytail is I'm,
1: for work.
4: That's it. You could just go to a man bun and be what, done what with it. Absolutely <laughs> not.
1: Where do you work? In like an aerobic salon or something? What kind <laughs> really? of work do you do? It's I got the a ponytail, yoga studio. not a man bun. Turn wrenches. Um, yoga instructor. My hands get greasy. <laughs> so you can't play with your hair? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no. All right. So we're talking about Bert. Bert. And we're talking about all the cool movies and the cool car movies Bert did. And that's the thing about Rods and Happy Hour. So you know what? That's what I want to talk about. Next cool car movie Cannonball Run. Probably my favorite automotive film of all time. Richard, your thoughts.
2: Cannibal Run had, I'm pretty sure, every single famous person on the face of the earth in it at that time. It
1: was Cameo City.
4: It even had James Bond in it.
2: It had Carol Shelby in it. It had Frank Sinatra in it. I mean, Amy Davis Jr.
1: Yeah. It had the candyman
2: it, it just it it was such a just such an unbelievable movie and of course the premise is just awesome um and you can tell that it was awesome by the twenty five or thirty other movies that followed and copied the whole premise of it. Um, I watched one of the B-movie versions of it a couple weeks ago. And you know what? I still sat there for an hour and a half and watched it on my computer because it's just cool watching cars race cross country.
1: Well, you know, it's a great premise. And what I like about Cannonball is that's a real thing. And a lot of things that happened in the Cannonball Run movies happened with Brock Yates and the original guys that were doing the Cannonball Run. Yeah. Of course, Brock Yates is known for One Lap of America and, you know, Editor and writer for Road and Track and all that stuff. I mean, or in Car and Driver, rather. But Brock Yates, I mean, is an icon. And, you know, we we lost him a few years back. I think, what, about two years ago now, Richard?
2: Yeah, it was was right around there. Uh, He's kind of like the grandfather of the automotive world. Or like the cool uncle.
1: Well, and the thing is, his big claim to fame was the cannonball. And you know they that's and this movie was very loosely based on it, but they took some of the things that they did driving cross country. They started in Fifth Avenue, New York, Fifth Avenue on Fifth Avenue in New York, yeah, and went to Redondo Beach, California, and I mean it's twenty nine hundred four miles, and they did it, you know, to see if they drive the fastest there. And, you know, they did it one time in a van just to kind of give it a dry run. And then next thing you know, they had people teaming up and making teams and setting odds on this race and all this stuff and then putting a prize with it. And that's another cool thing is to see who could drive from C to Shining sea the fastest. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Ed Bowling holds the record now. But it's a it's, it's just kind of neat. I mean, it's like the last rebel thing. You know what I mean? Like. You know, they're not, like, outlaws or anything like that. And Ed Bully is probably, like, the most accountant-type guy I've ever met in my life. I mean, I love Ed to death. But that accountant-type guy also doesn't want to go through New Mexico and Texas because they have a rolling statue of limitations on (laughs) driving offenses. That's badass. I'm sorry. That's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, high five and fist bumps with that one, kids. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's cool.
1: But go back to the Cannonball Run movie. So many cool cars in this movie. So many cool cars. Richard' favorite car, Cannonball Run movie.
2: <laughs> you really? Gonna the ask, first one. <laughs> You're really going to ask me that?
1: Yeah.
2: Well, well, the first one was in '84, wasn't it?
1: No. Uh, yes, 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 yes. '84.
2: Um, I'm going to go with Dodge Daytona Turbo Z. No, oh, Ah, really?
1: That's crazy. Yeah,
2: I just sent you a picture of that car last weekend.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've got one for you. I've got some. I got some good trivia for you for Cannonball Run. All right, everybody knows the theme song to Cannonball. Yeah. Who sings it?
4: Oh, I know. I, I, I won't you. say. And I the thing is, is say.
1: somebody that every, if you have grandparents, you know who sang the intro to Cannonball Run, the theme song to Cannonball Run, because you watched VHS tapes with this man in it.
3: VHS tapes.
1: Ray Stevens. Really? The Streak.
4: It's me again, Margaret. Exactly. <laughs> he's saying yes.
1: enter. Miss yes. Mississippi Squirrel Revival, mm-hmm. Ray Stevens. That's the coolest thing he's ever done. I oh.
4: loved Ray Stevens when Turn I was. Turn
1: your old. radio on Gospel Days, Ray Stevens. That's insane, dude. Ray Stevens.
3: Ray Stevens.
1: On. And the characters in the movie, The Sheik. Yeah. Probably my favorite character. I have two oddball favorite characters. Of course, Bert's all-time favorite. Yeah. But two favorite characters in this movie, the Sheik. Yeah. Come rolling up in the bat. What kind of Rolls Royce was that, Richard?
2: Uh, I think it was a Silver Shadow.
1: Come rolling up in that in the cool Rolls Royce. I liked him. And the Doc. Yeah, the Doc. The Doctor was the best.
3: Yeah.
1: That's to me is hands down. Don DeLuise did a good part in that role. And that we actually got a guy that's going to be on the radio here for too awful long. I've been talking to him. He's an impersonator for Captain Chaos. Really? And dra- I mean, this guy is a dead ringer for Dom DeLuise in that movie. That's awesome. Got the, the paramedics, the whole yeah. suit, the whole gimmick. and I mean, I love it. And then there's a guy that's actually got one of the vans restored. Hmm. And the cool thing about this van is, is they built this van. They actually raced this van in the cannonball, not the one in the movie, yeah. but one like it in the cannonball. And uh, Brock Yates, this story gets switched around. And keep in mind, Brock Yates had Alzheimer's towards the tail end of it. So a lot of these reports, you know, the the information kind of switches back and forth and all that. It had some type of big block Chrysler engine in the yeah. 78 Dodge Sportsman B200 van. B200. It, it never even started off as an ambulance. It actually was a van. They, they painted it up to look like yeah, an ambulance. Yeah, yeah. But one report says it had a 383. One report said it had a 426. And then there was an online documentary that said it had a 360 in it. So we don't know. But I do know one thing. One thing stayed the same across all those. That van was clocked at 145 miles an hour. Now, I want to stop right there. I don't know the exact curb weight of a three-quarter ton Dodge van, but I'm going to step out on a limb and say it's going to be the north side of five grand.
2: Yep. I was going to say six.
1: And you're running 145 miles an hour in a Dodge van. Well, that's when men were men. I want to tell you something. If you hit a pothole. Mm-hmm. There would be nothing left.
3: No, absolutely not. There's no way I would want to be doing.
1: They would be sweeping you up.
3: Yeah, I would not want to be doing 90 in one of those. I mean, These can you imagine 50 miles an hour more?
1: I mean, that's insane. What kind of
3: gas mileage do you think they're getting at?
2: Well, you 145? know,
1: what? <laughs> but the thing you got to think, well, especially with that big pluck Chrysler in it. The uh, I wonder if I had like a thermoquad carburetor on it. <laughs> you go to accelerate, it's Yeah, <laughs> I think it probably feels like it was. Sucking the roof in when he mm. when they accelerated with it. But another thing, it had a 90 gallon fuel tank and four entry points to fuel it up fast. God. It had four pumps going at once to fill it up. Well, that's when gas was what eighty-five cent a gallon, too. Probably about thirty-five cents <laughs> yeah. a gallon. All right, guys. I'll tell you what, hang tight. We got a commercial break coming up right here. We got a lot more about Burt Reynolds, the cool movies, and even more importantly, the cool cars. Right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour.